Dale's strange vulnerabilities finally disclosed after four years. A Dutch hacker helped cartels move drugs into Europe. A security firm, COO, pleads guilty to hacking hospitals to promote their business. And China hacks the Philippines government amid their maritime conflict. This is Risky Business News, prepared by Catlin Campanu. Today is November 20th, and this podcast episode is brought to you by Yubico, the inventor of the YubiKey, a security key that provides the gold standard for phishing-resistant multi-factor authentication. Find them at yubico.com. Turkish security researcher Yunus Çadırci has discovered major vulnerabilities in the discovery and launch protocol. Also known as Dial, the protocol is used to play videos on smart TVs from phones and laptops. Çadırci says the vulnerabilities can allow anyone to play videos on Dial-capable devices that are exposed on the internet. His scanning suggests that there are more than a million such devices. No user interaction or authentication is needed. Named Dial Stranger, Chadir G discovered the vulnerabilities in 2019, but waited four years before disclosing details so major vendors could ship fixes. A Dutch man named Davy de Valk hacked the container management systems at the ports of Antwerp and Rotterdam to aid cartels in smuggling drugs and contraband into the EU. According to the Organised Crime and Corruption Reporting Project, Davolk provided data to cartels about the best containers for hiding contraband and helped them retrieve their goods at the ports. He allegedly hacked the port of Antwerp in 2020 by bribing an employee into connecting a malware-laden USB drive to the network. The FBI has arrested a Kentucky man for hacking two Marriott Hotel contractors, stealing guest data and then selling it on a Russian hacking forum. Jesse Kiff of Somerset, Kentucky, was detained in July and charged at the start of November. The hacks took place in February and June this year and weren't publicly disclosed by Marriott or its contractors. The FBI says Kiff also hacked several U.S. state death certificate registration agencies and successfully faked his own death in both Hawaii and Vermont. It remains unclear why, but Forbes believes this was an attempt to hide his tracks and throw off investigators. The chief operating officer of cybersecurity firm Securolytics has pleaded guilty to hacking two hospitals to boost his company's business. Prosecutors say Vicar Singler hacked two hospitals in the cities of Duluth and Lawrenceville, Georgia, and then immediately started advertising his own company's cybersecurity services to other nearby hospitals. Singler's hacks disrupted phone and network printer services. His schemes were discovered and he was detained in 2021. As part of the plea deal, Singler has agreed to pay $818,000 in restitution to the two hospitals. In return, prosecutors will ask the judge for 57 months of probation. A U.S. judge has sentenced an Israeli private investigator to 80 months in prison for his role in organising global hacking campaigns. Prosecutors say Aviram Azarai made $4.8 million by acting as an intermediary between hacking groups and his customers. Azari organised campaigns that targeted climate change activists and the German payment processing company Wirecard. A Chinese APT group named Stately Taurus has launched an extensive cyber espionage campaign against the Philippines government. The intrusions began in August after the Philippines announced joint maritime patrols with the US and naval exercises with Australia. 
Palo Alto Network says the group managed to compromise at least one government agency for five days in August. Russian APT group Gamma Redon is conducting a large-scale intelligence collection in Ukraine using a new USB worm named Little Drifter. The worm's purpose is to spread to as many systems as possible and then establish a connection from the newly infected host to a Gamma Redon command and control server. In November 2021, the Ukrainian Security Service linked the Gamma Redon group to the Crimean branch of the Russian Federal Security Service, the FSB. The Canadian government says that cybersecurity breaches at two contractors have exposed the information of government employees. The breach took place in mid-October and impacted Brookfield and Server, two companies that provide relocation services for government employees. Affected individuals include police, military staff and public servants going as far back as 1999. The Lockbit ransomware gang already took credit for the Brookfield attack. An ALF-V ransomware affiliate is using malicious Google ads to redirect users to enterprise apps laced with malware. Spotted by security firm eCentire, the ads target users searching for apps such as Slack, WinSCP, Advanced IP Scanner and Cisco Iniconnect. These booby-trap files contain a version of the nitrogen backdoor which the group uses to move laterally across networks and deploy its ransomware. Esentire says the campaign has been running since June. A threat actor stole almost $26 million worth of crypto assets from the Kronos research trading platform. The Taiwanese company says the hack took place after the attacker gained access to some of its platform's API keys. Kronos says the hack won't jeopardise its operations and the stolen funds only represent a small portion of its assets. The Poloniex cryptocurrency exchange has allegedly learned the real-world identity of the hacker who breached its platform and stole $130 million earlier this month. In a message attached to a blockchain transaction, the company has given the hacker until November 25th to return all the stolen funds. The company says if the hacker doesn't comply, they'll file charges with law enforcement in China, Russia and the US. Poloniex has also offered to allow the hacker to keep $10 million as a white hat reward in an attempt to entice the hacker to return its funds. That's all for this podcast edition. Today's show was brought to you by our sponsor, Ubico. Find them at ubico.com.